0: All right, well, we are back, huh? We're back at the stop and chat with uh old returning guest, Mikey Taylor, is back on the show via the internet, man. How are you, bro? What's up, guys?
1: Doing good. Stoked to see you guys.
0: Looking good, man. Let me and let me tell you, man, your background is impeccable. You're probably the first <laughs> guest with the with the most extravagant background, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. It's just twice two white walls. Like nothing. Wall and a frame on the ground. What is yeah, that? What yeah, you frame, got over though. there? You took the frame down off the wall <laughs> to do the so,
1: what are you doing? So no, no, no. We uh we just moved rooms. My current uh or my office is now the kids' room. Okay. And now i moved my office into their old room, but it's there's nothing in it yet.
0: But wait, why are you moving rooms? Is one bigger than the other? The kids need more room or what's going on over there? No,
1: for our house, we have a, uh, we have a house that has an atrium. So you walk through oh, the yep. front door and then you're in the middle and then the house goes around it. Yep. And the kids are on the far end of the house and my wife just felt uncomfortable sleeping at night like that. Okay. So we ended up moving them uh, closer to us. So if they needed anything, they didn't have to walk through the, the dark house in the middle of
0: the night. I got oh. you. It's funny. I'm very familiar with the atrium. I grew up in a house with the atrium.
1: Yeah, this is my first. Yeah. It's kind of cool, right?
0: It's cool. You walk in and there's an atrium right there. I mean, you probably have sliding doors to, and you could chill inside the atrium and all that. That's,
1: yeah, That's exactly right. We might yeah, have the same exactly floor right. plan.
0: I mean... <laughs> we.
1: I don't. I don't know if you had one of these. We're in uh, one of the Eichler homes.
0: That's Is that the home. In? No, I don't know. I have no idea.
2: I have no idea. <laughs> anyway,
0: dude. And hey, let me tell so, you something, man. You're looking good. Everything good.
1: I appreciate that. I don't feel that great. Oh. Uh, as we were talking before we went online, uh, uh, you know skateboarding used to be built-in fitness, man. <laughs> yeah. You don't oh. skate as much. It's like you turn into dad bod pretty quick.
0: And you're, so what you were saying before the show, like your skating is not, you, you, you try to get out as much as you can, but you're not skating that much. You know, yeah, you, listen, you no. have like 10 businesses. You're, you're, you have, yeah,
3: most I mean, business most dudes. business dude over here. Bro. <laughs>
0: he's uh, he's on every podcast known to man. He's, uh, <laughs> how many podcasts we do today, Michael? How many you uh, <laughs>
1: This this is my first one today. Okay, good.
0: <laughs> we get an exclusive.
1: That's right. That's no, right. but I
0: think it's amazing, bro. You're doing your thing.
1: I'm doing my thing. Yeah, I, I'm doing my thing. Uh, but look, like anything, there's pros and cons to sure. all of it, right? So the one con with what I do now is, you know, the most of my most of my time spent in a chair, and the body will fall apart that way. So I have to actually pay attention to like sweating. It's, it's kind of annoying. On that
0: Sweat, end. You're like, you're like, what is this? What is this? If you're not, totally.
3: if you're not skating, do you do any other like physical activity exercise to do? Uh, yeah. it's
1: I mean, it's, it's all whack, but like we got a Peloton bike. So mm-hmm. I'll do that thing or nice. uh, I'll go on like runs, but it's so forced. It's like, I don't yeah. like doing it. I'm just doing it because like, you know, I, I want to be in shape, dude. Uh, I can
3: see you on the peloton, just doing business as you're going. Oh yeah, out, like just AirPods in, just making deals. He's not even listening you know to what? the instructor. <laughs> He's closing. I, you,
1: no, I d- actually, you can't do that, dog. Because when you're talking to people, you need to be able to breathe. Yeah, if that's I'm true. Like I'm huffing and puffing.
3: Okay, okay. You know,
1: I'll do like I'll do like close the
0: deal. close <laughs> No. no, I'll
1: do audiobooks. I'll I'll try and no. like learn something or do something while while I'm writing.
0: Amazing. Nice. Listen, we're yeah. we're we're having fun. You know, yeah, yeah. I, we we definitely respect. You know, obviously, bro. I mean, we wish we were. I wish I was in the same position as you right now. You <laughs> know what I mean? Switching rooms in my house. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know, dude. You you seem like you have a, a lot going on in a good direction right now. Thank you. Switch it, it, front crook shoves. You're on your board. You look comfy. I appreciate that. The show's that. doing well. We, Come on, dog. Your afterlife looks looks nice, man.
0: No, it's true. And you know what? We should t- we should talk yeah. about that though. <laughs> we should talk about life after skating because I think you're 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 at that point right now. Right. I mean, I, you, you've kind of been there for a little bit as well. And how did you, when did that point in time come? And were you okay with it? Or did it take some adjustment? And, or did, you know, as, as a skater,
1: funny, it's hard. Oh, it's brutal. What's funny is it started pretty much the last time I was on Nightclub.
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. That was like two years ago, Right. No, that was three
1: three years ago. Three and a half years ago, yeah, three and a half years ago.
0: Oh wow! Okay, yeah, yeah,
1: that was pretty much the start of it. Remember, I went on to Nine Club pretty much right when I got kicked off DC. it was I think right when I started uh, walking again. I fresh off of uh, crutches,
0: right? You had didn't you have a hip thing?
3: Oh yeah,
1: I had the hip thing. Yeah, Kelly had the hip.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. Wow. Yeah.
1: So that was that was pretty much when it started. I just didn't totally know. I don't know if I fully accepted it then. Gotcha. <laughs> wasn't right. long after though that that was it for me. <laughs> it
0: it set. It finally set in, right?
1: Yeah, but no. no it, I mean, dude, it was. I uh, mean, dude, it was awful. Truthfully, it it's it was yeah. the hardest thing I've ever done. You know, walking away from something that you don't want to walk away from, uh, and then kind of having to find your new thing, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, man, that wasn't easy. Not at all.
0: But here's the thing, though: is you you had things going on already. you were you it wasn't like you just got dumped by dc and now you're just kind of like oh my god i have a family what do i do you already had i mean you had uh saint archer villager you had a lot of things going on so maybe financially you weren't there but the mental part of it right was like the the part.
1: yeah so basically What I thought was if I had everything in order prior to my career ending, then the transition would be smooth. Right. What I didn't know is emotionally how tough it was going to be. And it sounds so weird saying that, but like, dude, when when you're a skater, right, that's who we are. We identify as skater, right? Mm -hmm. Then when you become pro, all of a sudden you're known as, I'm known as Mikey Taylor, the pro skateboarder. Everything I do, I'm a pro skateboarder, right? When that ended, it was the identity that was tough for me. Like, who am I? What am I supposed to do on this earth? What is my purpose? And when that went away, it didn't matter that I had the other things. It, it I lost the happiness of it, you know?
0: Sure. Oh, yeah. That was
1: the tough part for me.
0: Yeah, I could oh. see that. I could see that for sure. Cause I think when we're all nearing the end, we know it's coming, right? It's not, yeah. it's not some yeah. secret. It's half and half, right, Raj? Some people, they, they, they,
2: blindside,
0: yeah. they, get, they get blindsided, right? but you had a little bit of time and you know, you, you could adjust, but I know what you're saying about that identity, you know? Cause I'm sure even when somebody says, what do you do? And you're like, I'm a skate," Oh wait, I'm not, well, I am a skateboarder, it, it, but I don't do it anymore. Uh, like
1: a hundred percent. And I will say this, my, my transition was probably as smooth as it possibly could have been. Oh man. It's like my, my sponsors dropped me. I didn't have to figure out, you know, I didn't have to call somebody and get a job the next day. I didn't go into survival in that sense, mm-hmm. which uh, I recognize huge blessing. Right? right. With all of that, though, it was still brutal for me. So, it, you know, for the guys who are blindsided by it, and I think it happens because even though we know it's, it's going to end, we don't even want to think about that when we're 18, 19, 22, 23, because it sounds awful. Oh, yeah, Right. And a lot of times we don't want to prepare for the things that suck. We just, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Right. Uh, and even, even though I wasn't in that position, it was still awful. So for the guys that are truly blindsided by it, my hats off to you. That, that sounds awful.
0: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And even when you were just saying like you kind of, the transition was like, you already had things going on, you know, which is smart, you know, because I think a lot of skaters don't, uh, they're not prepared. They're not totally, you know,
1: there's two, there's two parts of it, right? There's, there's being prepared. And I think we assume like financially is, is the being prepared, right? right? It's the purpose without purpose. It's hard to find any type of motivation throughout the day. Right. Mm -hmm. It's hard to even know if what you're doing is, is the right thing. Mm -hmm. And prior to this, like, man, like I was like, dude, my purpose is like, dude, I'm a skater. Like, this is what I do. I go film these video parts. My purpose is to create whatever. Sure. And then when that went away, it's like, i didn't even know where i was going man it's like up became down and that was the tough part it's like what am i supposed to do what am i supposed to do to feel joy what am i supposed to do to even know i'm doing the right thing you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm.
0: well i mean listen i you're a skater i mean when did you start skating six years old ten years old no i was was 12 late 12. okay but still that's most of your life to
1: twelve to thirty-five, I skated <laughs> every a, day yeah. of my life. <laughs> That's in, and dude, yeah. Kelly knows Kelly. You knew me since I was young. We skated a bunch, Chris. It's like yeah, dude, yeah, I skated. I skated all the time. That's all I wanted to it's do. So it's did. like yeah. when you don't, when you're not able to do that anymore, right. it, it's like. What the hell am I, guys, what what am I supposed to do What are
3: you supposed to do? Right. I was surprised you never really, I mean, you do own a skateboard brand, but I was surprised you never like worked in the industry. Like you didn't want to ever do that working, working for DC or stuff like that. Just over it?
2: it.
1: This is at least what I thought. And I imagine a lot of pro skateboarders feel this way. We get so used to doing things our way, right? I want to film this trick. I want to, I'm going to call the filmer. I'm going to call the photographer. I'm going to plan everything out. I'm going to go do it. I want this song to my video part. Like everything about what we do is our vision. And then we have people come help us create it. Right. Mm -hmm. Once you experience that, it makes it hard to just go get in line and listen to what the person tells you and then go do right. It's like you go from visionary to employee and I'm not saying anything negative about employee. It's just I feel like skaters have this built in, like entrepreneurial side. Totally. So yeah. for me, it was like, okay, if I'm used to this and enjoy this. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna adapt well, working for a company, moving into corporate America, which is a completely different pace than what we're used to. Yeah, makes sense.
0: yeah it, it, skaters, are, I think every skater never wants to have a nine to five. They don't want to sit at a desk, like no. 100% no.
3: And they want to work at their pace. Yeah, that's what yeah. they want to do. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think,
1: like with skating too, it's like you notice, man. Like we don't just skate it, you know, from three to seven every day. It's like we wake up, we do our thing. There's a moment we're like, let's get it done, and then we chill, and then we get sparked again. Mm-hmm. That kind of uh, schedule does not work on nine to five. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. right, right,
0: right. Oh, I think it's about that time. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like doing some work. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: to that question too, Kelly, it's like I-, I was able to start my first business while I was still a pro skateboarder. And Mm -hmm. so there was this, I don't know if it was passion, but I I really enjoyed it. Like I loved how business worked. I Mm. loved trying to take what you want to build and then finding people to help you build it. I I just enjoyed that process. So I think I just felt like that was my natural evolution as opposed to, uh, you know, calling DC and saying, Hey guys, can I, you know, become part of the sales team or whatever? Well,
0: that's the thing too, is like you've, you've done investments in certain brands and everything, but you've, you've been hands on. Yeah. You, you haven't well, been like, the guy. Eventually.
1: Eventually. I started off hands off. I stand it off passive.
0: In oh, you did.
1: Yeah. Like on the investing side, like. Uh, I, I thought
0: you were really hands on with Archer, uh, St. Archer, no? Uh,
1: St. Archer. Yes. Okay. I, uh, sorry. I was, I was talking about more like on the real estate side. So St. Archer, oh, I was active. Oh, I was a, right. I was a founder with Paul and Josh. Right, right. Uh, but my investing started almost 10 years before St. Archer. Hmm. So on that side, I was, I was investing in storage units and apartment buildings, but I was passive that I I had no active role in it. So I started off passive St. Archer was really the first
0: active role. And you, I'm sure you learned a lot.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll do it. You're thrown into it, (laughs) (laughs) right? It's like how much. How much did you guys learn when you did the podcast?
0: Oh my God, I'm still oh, wow. learning every yeah. day. That's right. Every day. That's right. You know, we, That's right. I, you think you know everything, and then something else pops up and you learn something. That's right. It's crazy. It's crazy. And That's then we're right. talking oh. about a podcast and YouTube. It's not like. Yeah.
1: And then, no, fun- but it's like.
0: Go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. No. No, go,
1: go, go. No, you please.
0: please <laughs> you. <laughs> I, I, I
2: was
1: going to say, it's like. With even with skating, it's like we don't learn from watching skate videos. We learn from going out and trying it, right? And even for however long all of us skated for, was there ever a point where you felt like you had mastered it? No. no. The same thing works for anything you're gonna do. Whether it's podcast, build a business, you're gonna learn from actually doing, and then you're gonna constantly be learning.
0: Right? Oh, for sure.
1: The the cool thing is like for skating, like I feel like we're so comfortable in that kind of routine of. I'm never going to be, I'm never going to master it, but I'm, I'm going to constantly strive towards getting better.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: apply that to anything, you're going to do great. I think just with skaters, we have a hard time finding the next thing that we're willing to put the effort into. True. Well, a lot of you the know? times
0: we're not looking. We're not looking for the That's next a- thing. Well, Chris, yeah, you
3: had, you had a different approach to skateboarding than all the other people. You were kind of just what do you mean? He was passive.
2: No, yeah, no. Chris <laughs> was just. True. I <laughs> could tell that Chris
3: was kind of like, oh yeah, I'll just do what I want to do today. Because uh, you had like a little routine. I'll jump in the van. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I, I, why I appreciated Mikey skating so much. A, I loved your skating just in general. But your work ethic was so was the first time I seen it was you and Paul's work ethic was so different. Like coming into it, I was like, these guys actually go like they have plans to get filmers to get do their thing. Like, I was just like, oh, I'm just out here skating. I don't even know what I'm doing. Like if you I get know, a
0: trick, cool, yeah, yeah, the yeah, filmers yeah. here,
3: cool. Cause me and Chris were on the same schedule. I feel mm-hmm. like we're just like la ti and you guys were like, oh no, we're gonna go out, we're gonna get clips, dude, Right. you know?
1: So, you know what I think that's because? <laughs> uh, for for you and Chris, you guys are just naturally talented. No,
0: come owned. on, dude, no, Kelly's, I, I, Kelly's I, I, not naturally I, talented. I, I, <laughs>
3: No, but I saw you. The thing was, though, is that I saw you work so hard for the tricks, though.
1: It's because I grew up having to try to compete with Paul.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: It's like if I didn't work my ass off. I had no shot here. You know?
0: This episode is brought to us by AG1. It is very important to me. club at checkout. Go give it a try. And did you really feel like you were competing with Paul? I mean, he's your best friend, right? So yeah, maybe you, yeah.
1: You know what? I felt like my first competition or or the person who I was friends with, who I felt like I was competing with was Van. That was the first person. Oh, okay. And then then from Van, because we were friends before we met Paul. Once we met Paul, it was like, yeah, we were competing with him, but he was so much better than us that we couldn't go toe to toe with him. It was more like okay if Paul got 3 tricks today then I was going to get 3 tricks today but as far as doing better tricks than him that was
2: not
1: it you know uh, Kelly you I mean dude you, you, how do you compete with that guy No that's you know? insane yeah, yeah
3: I, I tripped out and all you guys yeah watching Paul for the first time was kind of unreal to be honest yeah. maybe yeah. I still feel, think it's
0: unreal yeah. just oh, watching totally. him in person you're like whoa dude yeah. wow dude crazy.
1: it's un- even now it's like you know, my, my skate uh, involvement is Instagram now, right? I just see what the boys are doing. Yep. And mm-hmm. it's like, I see him, I'm like, dude, how are
3: you still
1: this good? yeah.
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> and, oh, and just having like a knee surgery too. And now he's like fully like pretty much back.
1: Yeah. It. It's really cool. It's really cool. So yeah, I mean, that's what I had to compete with. That's why I felt like I had to put the work in. Sure.
3: <laughs> sure. <laughs> hey, but that's good though. That kept you on your toes probably to like keep working harder you and know? just keep uh, and, keeping and, up.
1: And you know what too, out of my group, I was the worst one. Like not even saying that for credit, like out of my, out of the guys I grew up with, it was Van, it was Justin case, it was Stuart Fod, it was Paul Rodriguez. It was like, these guys were just better than me. So being kind of the worst guy in the group, you're just always trying to be as good as your friends. And I think that brought a different speed of improvement out of me because I was the, the guy trying to keep up,
0: you know? Yeah. 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 There's always like, like go ahead.
1: But it's like, you know, they say, don't be the smartest one in the room. right? be the dumbest one in the room. Exactly. I was the dumbest one in the room. <laughs>
2: 17, <laughs> you know?
0: No, but it's, there's always like one or two in the group that are just so good. And usually those one or two in the group don't even make it in skateboarding. They like care. they don't even care because they're you know? naturally yeah. so good. Yeah. They're
3: just like doing it because they don't care. It's insane. But Paul yeah. had the, Paul had the work ethic and the talent to keep to go forward you know
0: yeah he had the work ethic like a nba basketball player exactly like yeah. michael jordan you know yeah
1: paul wanted to be the best since the day i met him right since he was 14 years old he wanted to be the best skateboarder on the planet
0: and that's funny because we all want to be the best skateboarder on the planet but we don't put in that work
1: well dude i don't know about you I, that wasn't how i was really like yeah no i, I, wanted I just to wanted to. like I wanted to be the best for me. Like I, de- it, it, for me, it was always a battle against myself, mm. right? Like, how do I learn more tricks? Blah 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 blah. You'd see Paul, and he was like, "No, I'm going to be the best skateboarder ever." And he'd be skating with weights on his ankles. He try try a trick, land a trick, and make himself do that trick four thousand times a day. It was just there was a different purpose behind him, right? right? It was like some Tiger Woods shit or some dude. Jordan. You yeah, watched listen, The Last
3: Dance. It was The totally. Last Dance yeah. shit, you know? Totally, dude. Yeah. He said that on this I when a stop and chat. He said that. Yeah. I was like, do you had that feeling when you're kids like, yo, I wanted to be the best when I was a kid, dude. Uh-huh. That was it. Yeah. I was like, all right. Uh-huh. Do you
1: think back – guys, think back to 14.
3: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 14 years old. Like I was just trying to figure out how to like – I think front side flip. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Totally. I never thought I wanted to be the best. I just – yeah, I just – I like the act of being out and doing it with friends, you know? I wanted to be the best, Mikey.
0: Didn't happen. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, No, no, I think there, I, listen, I had a nonchalant style to my skating, right? I had a nonchalant approach to it. I had... All these things, but at the end of the day, like you know, you always had those kind of like fantasies in your head. Like, oh, if I was if I could do any trick, man, I'd be the best. Yeah. you know, like you had those like little fantasies, right? Yeah, and that's exactly yeah. what it was. It's a fantasy.
3: You got some the, tricks it, that were like fa- you could fantasize about it, and you did it. Yeah, you know, for sure. Grind. I, I thought like that's like a trick you would fantasize about. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah. Look,
1: you made you made a mark, man. Thank like you bro. you did enough tricks to place yourself inside of skateboarding history that's a, a huge accomplishment
0: and you as well
1: we got we all got a little bit of love we here, all right? got a little yeah. bit yeah
0: that's right that's, that's right Right, man listen you skated for some of the biggest companies in the world bro you know let's not let's and not
3: for a long time and if, too. Yeah, exactly exactly I, you, know, you know that
1: is one thing i'm incredibly thankful for like and you remember i mean also you guys remember it's like when we became pros skateboarding was small like to have a seven year career was like, you did it,
2: yeah. you know? And
1: then it's like, I hit 10. I was like, holy crap, a decade. And then it was like 15. I'm like, you know, I couldn't really ask for anything more because it went so much longer than I originally thought. I, I'm curious to know if you guys felt that same way.
3: Go ahead. It's crazy. You, I, I skated for so long. This was probably as long as you did. and But mm-hmm. you were so much more higher on like the pro level of like getting paid. I never really got paid. So I was just happy to be there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I was going to ask you, did you feel like towards the end you were talking about of it coming for like getting let go of your sponsors? Did you, did you feel that coming on in any way? Or or was it Mm -hmm. just like, were you like worried about this moment? Like you said you were, you said you weren't even want to think of, you didn't want to think about it, but you didn't even feel it coming. No. And this is why.
1: So we start off skateboarding just because we love skateboarding. Right. Yeah. And then, You get sponsored and you become pro and, and it takes on a different thing, right? It becomes your career. And I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, uh, you have to find a new love for it, right? Mm -hmm. There's a new type of pressure and schedule, and it can definitely eat away from just the enjoyment that we once had as kids. Right. And I went through that cycle you know, right around filming for the alien videos, like after DBS and before alien where like, I just hated skating. I remember like, dude, I don't know if you remember, I was breaking boards left yeah. and right, throwing <laughs> shits. Right. And I had to find a new enjoyment in skateboarding. And for me, it was, I started enjoying kind of the business side of skateboarding, right? Like I had my own shoe. I started getting involved in designing it. I tried to figure out how I could You know, have more brand awareness that would lead towards more sales and kind of the whole inner working of selling product, right? Mm -hmm. I really liked that. And the reason I say that is because towards the end of my career, I was looking at going, okay, I have one of the best selling shoes on DC. Like, dude, my shoe was blowing doors.
2: Wow. Right?
1: It's like I was looking at, like, dude, okay, I have this size following compared to other pros. Like, my awareness and ability to at least sell product, I'm doing good. So Mm. I thought personally, I probably had another contract after my last one. Oh. And, you know, I was, uh, you know, I thought it w- might not be as large, but I didn't think that was going to be the end blow. Mm-hmm. So I was caught off guard in a sense of my contract was ended early. So that was a shocker. And then I was kind of expecting another two-year contract after that. Right. Uh, and that didn't go according to plan. So on that side, I was blindsided in a sense.
3: Yeah. So you saw, I mean, dude, my, yeah, you were basically, com- I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, I I, I was basing it off the business side of how much revenue I was generating to the sponsor, sponsoring me. Right. And two, dude, they let me go a year and a half before my contract ended. So I definitely thought I had the year and a half Yeah. plus two beyond that, you know?
0: But see, sometimes I think that it's hard to gauge some of that because you could see what what you're doing right in skateboarding, but skateboarding is such a funny business that you and me could be friends for 20 years and we don't talk about money. We don't talk about contracts. We don't do all that. So how you can gauge what you're doing, but you don't know what the next guy on DC is doing or the next guy. So how do you really, you can't really compare. No idea what the new brand manager is going to do when he gets hired by the company. And that's true too. Yeah. Right. Different visions.
1: That's right. And look, and, and it's why I try not to complain about it. Right. We all try to gauge our future. And does it ever happen according to the plan? Not really, yeah, <laughs> you know? Right, right. <laughs> so, but yeah, I like, truthfully, I had a little bit left and, and, you know, you could argue, was I looking at it too much from a business standpoint? Possibly like, you know, is there a, a completely different element to skateboarding that shouldn't be focused on the business? Uh, of course I'll right, recognize right, that, right, right. but uh, that's just how I was looking at it nonetheless.
0: Yeah. Well, you found a new kind of passion, so to speak. By looking at these numbers and trying to, you yes. know, that, that's, yes. right.
1: that's what I start. That's what I started enjoying. it's not like I didn't like skating. I just loved it. It was like, okay, now I have product. How do I get a bigger following? sell more product? Well, I need to skate harder. I need to get these tricks out. There was like the full circle of like, you know, brand awareness, product to sell down money in your pocket. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, so I just started enjoying that side of it.
0: And let me ask you a question. You were doing sovereign, right? Are you still involved with sovereign?
1: Yes and no. So basically when I was with you guys last, uh, career ends was pretty involved in sovereign from a day-to-day standpoint. Mm -hmm. Uh, but when I had the idea to start commune, uh, I knew how much time it was going to take. So I had to start basically, Uh, alleviating my position at Sovereign so that the guys could cover it without me. Right. And so from basically the last nine club interview, Mm. I think I spent probably the next five months setting up Sovereign with our team so that I could not be uh, day to day. Okay. And then moved on to uh, starting Commune.
0: Ah, Mm -hmm. gotcha. And so we'll get into Commune. Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
1: So to answer your question, uh, I am involved, but not, uh, we have, I have a call with the guys. I don't know. Once every other week, gotcha, and it's for a pretty small amount of time. The things runs on its own, and the guys running it truly deserve all of the credit
0: for it, right, 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 and my question is you know you hear you have a board company, and you're saying the career's kind of at an end well d c was a big part of it too, but why not just keep your board in line? you know why not just kind of uh milk it? yeah.
3: No, but he's done his shit, dude. No, I'm not saying that he didn't do his shit, but why not just, hey,
0: your board could probably still sell to this day?
3: I'll
1: I'll, I'll answer the question (laughs) for you. So (laughs) I I had three boards in the line after I stopped skating. Right. And uh, I am not saying this bragging. Mm -hmm. My board sold better than the other boards. There
2: you go. Right.
1: But because our company was small and inside of skateboarding, dude these companies just don't generate a lot of revenue, right? We were using all of the royalties from my boards to be able to pay the other guys. Right. So, and truthfully, it wasn't enough to really support me the way I needed. Mm. So we just decided, okay, these things sell right now. That'll help the company help the guys, but uh, it wasn't enough for me to, to, take.
0: Right, 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 right. I mean, think
1: about it, right? We get two bucks a board if we sell to retail. If you sell online, yeah, it's what? 11, 12 bucks? Sure. And look, who's selling more than 500 boards a month? Three guys.
2: (laughs) True. You know what I'm saying?
1: So it's like at the end of the day, we're not talking about a ton of money. But for somebody like, you know, when, when Alex was AM, when Nate was AM, it's like, dude, being able to give these guys five hundred bucks a month from your board company is an am went a long
0: way. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, you know? absolutely, man. It is tough out there for board companies, bro. I'm surprised people. I mean, like, not saying I'm surprised you started a board company, but you know it's tough.
1: I, I do, but I, I started it for a different reason. Why it all comes down to the why. Yeah. Right. I I always wanted to have some involvement in skating. Mm-hmm. I wanted something to keep me uh, a part of it. And so, you know, having a board company, at least it's like, dude, I get to go on the trips when the guys do trips. I'll fly in for a day or two, hang out and skate. It's like, you know, being involved in the trends and that was like keeping, keeping my, my community uh, intact, right. Or at least me a part of it. So that was why it was for me. I didn't create it to try and make a ton of money off it. Mm -hmm. I wanted to just support itself, support the guys, keep me in tune. Yeah. 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 Right. Anything above that is icing on the cake.
0: There you go. And that's a good, and you that's know. a perfect way, perfect reason why to start a, something. You know, I think You're so. Not chasing yeah. that we're going to be the best, uh, richest company. Oh, this is going to make me rich, you know. Yeah. It'll build totally. it and sell it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So let's talk about commune. No, no, wait, 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 wait. No, we're on skateboarding right now, Okay, I know you still skate. You still look. You we st-
1: will. We'll. We'll get that to calm you. But I gotta tell you, man, it's it's enjoyable talking about skating, man. Like uh, all the interviews I do now, it, they're not about skating anymore.
0: Well, that's why I joked about it before the show because every time I look at your Instagram, you're on another podcast. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> this guy's really making the rounds.
1: It's it's almost every day, and it you
2: know it's usually all. About- it's amazing. Is- I love it.
1: Boys. <laughs> (laughs) It it really is. And it's usually always about investing. And I I love talking about investing, but uh, I I don't get to talk about skating that much anymore. So this this is awesome. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. So we will get, because I want to know about Kanye and all that stuff. And we'll tell the people what what you're doing now and everything. But, and you do, you said you skate, uh, you know, you do skate still. And so what's your board setup, dude? It's been a big thing on this show. Everybody wants to know what what your madness is, what your board setup is, sizes. Oh, I know Mikey has you have his madnesses
3: too. I, don't, yeah. I, I doubt you still have them though. Dude, that is the best thing about the afterlife.
1: Like madness goes away. Guys, I've been skating the same pair of van slip-ons for, for six months. There's holes in them. Oh, shit. Was, nice. I couldn't have done that back then. Yeah. You man, know? so, that. like, there's that.
3: <laughs> I remember you used I'll, to be so nuts on certain boards, dude. I would, It would yeah. make me laugh. So I remember you, you couldn't skate S's back then. And you got, like, a pair of Lakai's. You're like can't skate S's now. i got to skate these little kites. <laughs>
0: okay. So let's do both. Let's do both. Let's, let's do, let's do what your, what your setup was in the heyday, you know, when we're talking and then let's do your setup now.
1: Okay. Uh, let's see. And you when pick I your was... heyday,
0: whatever, like, well, you know, like, well, look, uh, the most you were really, setup. um, you know, particular.
1: From 2005 to, 2016 I rode the same shape okay Damn. Uh, it, it, there were moments where it I, I got it a little wider so I went from like seven to five to eight to eight and a quarter then back down oh wow uh, so that happened but it was always the same shape um, and that was uh, let's see thunders I think was the, the whole ride yeah uh, Spitfires I always rode 51 okay and bones, bones Swiss bearings. Uh, and then grip tape changed, man. You know, I did the like black magic and then it was like mob and, uh, you know, I, that's pretty much where I'm at now though. My board's 838, sovereign board, thunder oh. trucks, 51 millimeter Spitfire, bones bearings, mob grip.
0: Wait a minute. So back in the day, you're talking about 2005 to what'd you say? 2005 to 2016, something like that? 2016. Yeah. Now you were switching your board size around? You were saying- no. or.
1: Yeah, because I mean, dude, it's like think about the trends that change, right? Like, no, but
0: still,
3: But well, well, So you just made well, it wider. That's that was it. This
1: is this was the jam of. I became friends with Chris Cole. This is what this <laughs> is what screwed my whole shit up.
0: Oh no! Right? Okay.
1: This, this is what it was. So my obsession with boards and trucks and the whole dynamic was I never felt comfy on a skateboard, and so I always thought I was doing something wrong. That if I could just tweak it, all of the sudden I would be comfortable, right? Kind of like a ninja Comfy. Like okay. you just stand on it and it just works. It's
0: here, like right? a ma- something magical. <laughs> uh, yeah. So
1: that never happened. But when I became friends with Chris, right, he's riding these big ass boards on super wide trucks and he just looks like a Cadillac, right? It's just stable and smooth. And so I thought that was the hack. Okay. Maybe my trucks have been too narrow this whole time. If I extend the trucks, maybe I'll feel comfy. And so I did that. And then I thought it worked for a couple weeks and it just never did. I just don't think I was ever comfy on my board.
0: <laughs> you were never comfy on your board?
1: No, I always felt out of control. Really? <laughs> yeah, always.
0: What about when you're coming up to a big ass long rail that you're gonna crook crooked, like how did, how, you can't feel out of control?
1: Well, no, you can't. <laughs> <Just, it, it, laughs> that was just a, like a mind hack. Right. But no, seriously, like, I think that's why I used to go through the shoe issues and the board issues, because there was this moment where I was like, OK, if I have a brand new board and I have brand new shoes, mm. my feet are so grippy that it just felt like the board would stick to my feet better. Right. And then if my board got three days old, it felt like I'd ollie, and my board would kind of do this a little bit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah.
1: and that, I didn't like that <laughs> feeling. So I was just always trying to basically what I think it feels like to be Grant Taylor is what I was always hoping to achieve by some type of setup hack. Right, right, right. And it just never happened.
0: <laughs> and that sucks, man, because there's, there's been instances where I think I'm fine. My board setup's great. And then I step on somebody else's board. Take, for instance, we were skating this ditch and I stepped on Kostin's board. And it yeah. felt amazing. And I yeah. tried to, I looked at it, I was taking notes, and I tried to replicate his setup just because it felt good. Not that I wanted to skate like Costin. But I thought there was a little, you know, little correlation Look, there. I did, yeah.
1: I did the same thing with Malto. There was a point where I'd skate with Malta, I'd step on his board. It just felt like I was way better and then tried to copy it. And it would never feel as good, right?
3: right. I think we all go through our own crazy stuff. Dude, totally. For sure, dude. I did the same thing.
0: It's yep. tough. And there, that's, it, why, that's why this is such a f- great question on the show. And people love it because some pros don't care. And other pros are so hyper focused on their board and it needs to be this certain way with these certain things. It's like, it's all over the place.
1: I think it comes down to personality, man. It's like, I used to get these things with Wes, right? Wes Kramer Mm -hmm. and always go, Mikey, just feel it. Just feel it. I'm like, Wes, my head, I don't work that way, dude. I'm thinking about everything. Right. You know? so yeah. it's just, some people have that, that curse and other people don't, other people don't. So
0: speaking of just feeling it and you say you don't have it, what about like madness at a spot cracks? Do you have to do, you know, the, the littlest thing could throw you off, right? If there's a leaf right there, you have to like screw, <laughs> sweep the leaf away.
1: You're setting me up for this one. Huh? <laughs> no, I'm just, because I'm, I'm that
0: way. Dude, I can't I the, skate anything with any oh, little thing and distracting me.
1: I mean, Kelly, you, you can uh, testify to this one. Yeah. Dog, it was like I needed every single crack taken out, no rocks. I needed people, basically, I couldn't have people walking by. It, anything drove me crazy, dude. And I think it all came down to the comfortability. Yeah. I never felt comfortable. And because I didn't feel comfortable, it was like I was in my head about another thing, like a crack, making me feel even more uncomfortable.
3: <laughs> dude, the, I watched your uh, DBS part the other day, and the intro is the most you on a session when you're trying to skate the, the outrail. Like, you're trying to pop through a dozy grind. It was so my. It's so funny, though. And then you land it, and you're like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. That's right, dude. It's crazy, <laughs> bro. But- <laughs>
0: so looking back looking back at it now do you think that you if you could go back in time could you change your mentality or you think it would just be exactly the same
1: no it's it's how my brain works truthfully it's like i'm just wired to think this way yeah and with skateboarding that just was a little bit of a challenge but like it's funny with what i do now it's actually a, a positive right it's like You know, thinking about a lot of things and outcomes and how these things it that's a plus here. In skateboarding, it's just not. Do you
3: see yourself doing any sort of madness like that in what you're doing now?
1: Like Dude, it's like I'm a different person, dog. (laughs) (laughs) In what what, what way? What do you mean? Yeah. So with skateboarding, you're pretty much every single day I was tested, right? I would always get into some type of battle that brought me to the brink of losing it. Yeah. Right. It, it, it's hard to feel that in business. Like, yeah, you have moments where things aren't working, but dude, when things aren't working, it still doesn't feel as bad as jumping down a 12 stair for four hours while your friend's filming and your friend's shooting photos, all your boys are on the sidelines going, dog, just give up already. You know what I'm saying? So, it, it, dude, I just, I'm not brought to my knees
3: uh, the way I was when I was skating. Or they say, you got it. You're like, dude, shut up, dude. Yeah. I, like, yeah. I got dude, it. Like, totally, man. Totally. Four hours just, later.
1: It, business, that it just doesn't happen like it does in skating. So, like, I'm just not, I'm not tested that way,
3: you know? Mm. Yeah. Wow. Man. That's interesting. Business is like this,
1: dude. <clears throat> you know, how, like, you try a trick for 45 minutes and land it. You're like, damn, that worked
3: out. Right, yeah.
1: That's what business feels like. <laughs> it not the twelve stair four hours.
3: Yeah, forty-five no. minutes, yeah. No, it doesn't.
2: It
1: doesn't. So you're looking around, people going, damn, that was brutal. You're like, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I've been in worse. <laughs> oh
0: man. But it seems like you're enjoying yourself, man. You love you love the business side of it and you've had this, you know, uh commune. Commune capital, right? Is that, that's what it's Mm -hmm. called. The first time I heard about this, you were doing like you were renovating these like apartment buildings or something. It was like a massive undertaking. What was What was the, what was it like doing all that
1: Uh, different? I'd say it's, you know, it's kind of like a hybrid between business and investing. It's actually, I, I enjoy it because of it, but you know, you have to build a business, which is challenging in itself, but the business operates by investing in projects. So it was like, it, it was new to me in that sense, mm-hmm. uh, doing a project like our first project, uh, there's just more people involved. There's more of a, a, management, uh, overtaking that you just have to be on top of more
0: moving parts, yeah.
1: more moving parts, but, uh, no, it's uh, dude. I love what I'm doing now, but it's weird. It's, I don't love it because, you know, I love, Working on apartments or storage units, or f- that's not what it is, man. There's, it, it's working with the people I'm working with that brings a type of accomplishment that uh, I, I enjoy. It's like throughout the day, I, I feel accomplished and feel like I'm doing good for others, and I think that's why I enjoy it so much. Mm. It's not just the fact of like, oh yeah, you know, we invest in real estate and we make people money.
0: You know. So and that's what I was going to ask you too, because this is basically people invest into this and then you guys invest into real estate, apartment building, whatever it is, mm-hmm. more pressure, right? You're taking other people's money and investing and working mm-hmm. on these projects. How yeah. do you psychologically mm-hmm. deal with that?
1: Uh, you know, it, I think starting it with St. Archer, where we raised money. So we took people's money to be able to start the company and the type of risk that St. Archer was, real estate is a different type of risk. You're investing in an actual asset that is worth something, regardless if you blow it, it's still worth something. Right. So, uh, there was a part of what I'm doing now that actually felt a lot more comfortable where, you know, yeah, there's investing is always risk, right? There will always be risk, but the type of risk that we're taking uh, was more comfortable than the type of risk we took with St. Archer. It's
0: more, it's more calculated.
1: <laughs> it's more ca- calculated. And it's, you know, it's the the upside or the potential for a big gain mm. isn't there like it is with St. Archer. Gotcha. But with St. Archer, there was definitely a possibility where we lost all your money.
0: So explain that though. Explain that if somebody, and, and do you just, how do you, how do you Is it word of mouth that people are investing into this or how do you, how do people get involved if they want to get involved? Are you just taking, if somebody DMs you, do you just, how does it work?
1: Okay. So how it started, right. It started me going out to my friends and relationships that I built Mm -hmm. and told them about an opportunity that we were going to be doing and raise money the old school way. Sure. Right. And then as people come in and, you know, they start telling their friends about it, there is this, uh, kind of grassroots growth that happens amongst your investor group. Uh, with social media, you know, the more I started talking about it, definitely people started hitting me up through DMs mm-hmm. or emails. Uh, the challenge there, and this has definitely been the hardest part about what I'm doing, is I, I, we're regulated by the SEC. Having government regulate a company the way they do is, was new to me. Okay. And so the SEC puts requirements on who can invest and who can't.
0: Interesting. Oh. So you, what, and, and that being what?
1: So right now uh, you have to be an accredited investor to invest with us. Okay. An accredited investor means if you're single, you make over $200,000 a year. If you're married or a partner, yep. you have to make 300 grand a year, or you have to have a net worth over a million dollars, excluding your primary residence. Right.
0: And this is to protect the person investing, obviously.
1: This is to protect the person investing. So the SEC looks at it and goes, okay, Mikey, you have a social media following. People look at you as influential. You know how to use marketing to uh, make things look good. We don't want you taking advantage of people that don't understand how money's working. Right. Right. So they put requirements and basically their view is if you make a certain amount of money, and you are able to generate that, you should understand how money works. So you you should know the risk that you're taking on, right?
0: And a person that just makes sixty thousand a year and wants to invest forty thousand and really can't afford that, that they're being protected as well, right? It, it's like you can't
1: they are there are they are, but there are requirements on how much you can invest uh, to what your net worth is, oh, okay. is gotcha. valued at, right? Gotcha. So if, basically they put the rule at ten percent. So oh. if you're worth a hundred grand uh, legally, they don't really want you putting in more than $10,000. Did I say a hundred grand? $10,000. Gotcha. Interesting. So, yeah. So, you know, there's, there's pros and cons to it, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, are there people out there that take advantage of people? Yes. I, I, I get that element of it, but guys, because people make a lot of money doesn't mean they know how money works. That, that was kind of an eye-opening experience for me. Like these guys are making two, three million bucks a year and have no idea how money works. <laughs> right. And then I have friends that are making, you know, 75 grand a year and they're like on it, manage their own portfolio. Sure. They're diversified. They're doing their thing. So there is a balance to it. But with all that said, we've only been able to allow accredited investors mm. up until this point. We are now working on a new opportunity because in 2017, uh, with the JOBS Act, they created a new offering that allows you to bring on non-accredited investors oh, Okay. and bring the minimum investment down. So our, our current minimum investment is pretty high. So now it comes down to where pretty much anyone can participate. Oh. And then you have regulations on how much people can invest so that you don't take advantage for them or bankrupt them, et cetera.
0: Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? oh, okay. That's interesting. That's interesting.
1: Thing. So, to your first question, if, I'm, if, Please. if yeah, I yeah. move it too quick, no, 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 but no, basically no. how it works, people invest into the fund. Mm-hmm. So all of the investors invest and own the fund together. The fund is valued based on all the assets that the fund owns. Yep. And so then it takes that capital, it goes out and buys, let's say, an apartment building. Mm-hmm. And then that apartment building basically has its gross income that comes in. You pay for your expenses you pay your debt and then the leftover money gets paid out to investors. Right, And oh. then as the the building appreciates, if there's a cash out refi or you sell yeah. that distribution goes to investors as well.
0: Now is this say, say I say I come in and I invest whatever say, let's just say $10,000, right? Is that 10,000 just going to that one asset or is it a combined like commune owns this and owns this and owns this. Do I own a piece of everything or is it just one?
1: So there's a uh, syndication and then there's fund.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So
1: a syndication or what syndicators do is they'll find a property, they'll create an LLC, and then they'll raise money just for that property. Okay. And that is all you're invested in. Gotcha. A fund and a fund is what we do. Uh, you own a piece of all of it. Ooh. So you buy in at the share price that's valued on total assets. Yep. And then you have a share in all of them. So you see a return based on how they all perform. So it allows you to, diversify and uh, kind of eliminate some of the risk Mm -hmm. by not just having all your money in one project. And I say that because different areas perform differently in real estate, right? You have your coastal markets like California, we see these crazy appreciations, right? Projects don't cash flow here. And so you can have a project here in California where you can participate in appreciation, And then you could have a project somewhere in the Midwest where it cash flows. Oh. And then whenever there's a correction, a market correction, different areas respond differently to correction. So you're able to, uh, you know, be more risk adverse and participate in different types of returns. So that's why we do a fund.
0: Okay. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Does that make sense? Uh, Totally. Totally. I love (laughs) it, man. I'll uh, send you my PDF after the show. (laughs)
3: Damn, Mikey. No, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. I, it, it's amazing. It's oh, amazing, yeah.
0: you know? And it's, it is amazing too, that you give other people opportunities to, you know, invest in stuff like that. But man, I, I, like I said before, I started off the question with like, man, that's a lot for me. That'd be a lot of pressure, dude. Yeah. But
1: you, you know what, what you're I doing
0: think, though? I, it seems well, like, you know,
1: well, there's, there's a couple things to it, right? One, if you believe in what you're doing, yeah, then it eliminates some of the pressure. Okay. When you don't believe in it and it feels risky, I think that would probably bring more pressure to you, right? right? So there is an element of, I completely believe in it. The majority of my assets are in it. And when people invest with us, my money is in it as well. You're investing with me. You're not just… I'm not just taking your money and putting it out to work.
0: Right, right, right. right. Like we won't see you on like American Greed later. No, (laughs) no, no. I love that show. It's a great show.
1: (laughs) No. And then the other component, and I think which eliminates a lot of the pressure is my three partners. Uh, One of them was my mentor since I was 20 years old. Mm -hmm. And all of my initial real estate investing was through them. Oh, wow. And so the experience they have is, I mean, it's 30 year plus experience. So I've been able to, when creating this, uh, had people behind me to cover some of that experience that took some pressure off me, gave more confidence in investors that this wasn't just a startup.
0: So is this is commune that your full-time gig is that, is this what you are doing right now? You don't have anything else kind of going on on the sides
1: this is this consumes everything that's, okay my side is is being a dad and a
3: husband sure <laughs> Sure. <laughs> speaking of kids yeah. you just had a new kid congratulations
0: <laughs> yeah. bro we got it we
1: we got a boy we did it for the boy we got yeah. a man. hey <laughs> yeah.
0: congrats that's yeah
1: thank you thank you so uh yeah so no i mean the things i have on the side would be just passive induction sure So with villager, uh, passive investment, I gave my capital to Josh. Same way. If you were an investor with me, you gave your money to me. You're not finding the buildings. You're not working on them. You're not managing anything. Oh, I can't
0: come and put a hard hat on and a little vest and like,
1: look, look, if you, if you wanted to, I've, I've got places for you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. But that, so for villager, I am completely passive Mm -hmm. when it comes to sovereign. At this point, I'm pretty passive as well. Okay. Uh, and then all of my time is uh, put into Commune.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Ovni Avni?
1: Avni. Uh, so Avni is similar story to Sovereign. Avni mm. is Eric's uh, kind of brainchild and passion. Like he loves doing it. Um, and I'm pretty passive at this point as well.
0: Okay. okay. I'll,
1: I'll be truthful with you guys. Commune, I, it, it, there's just so much to be done. It, I, I, I just don't have the time to do anything right. else in the stage we're at, you
0: yeah. know? You got to pick and choose your battles, man.
1: Yep. You got to pick and choose your battles. And also, like with Sovereign, there's no investors. Yeah. With Avni, there's no investors. With Commune, we have, I think we're up to about 75 investors. So oh, it's wow. like, wow, talking about responsibility and to your point, right? If myself and my partners are going to be responsible for other people's money, which they work their ass off for it. Right. I don't want to just be blowing my time doing other, you know what I'm saying? Like that's where I would start feeling pressure and uncomfortability.
0: And it's almost a bad look.
1: That's a terrible look. Are you kidding right? me? Yeah. If people ever go, yeah, I gave up what's going on over there. Does he even do anything? That's not a good look. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Does he even do anything? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Not a good look. (laughs) Kelly. I mean, dude, balancing these podcasts, man. It's like, I got an hour a day or or my investors are going to start thinking I'm doing something else. (laughs) Uh,
0: So as, so, you know, well, we could talk later and everything. But like, would a company like the Nine Club be able to invest in a commune?
1: Yes. uh, But, and I say that, but. If you invest as a company, all of the owners of the company have to be accredited as of right now.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay.
1: With, with the offering I was telling you about, that's something that we just started working on. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping to have that offering up, I don't know second quarter of next year okay. at that point then yeah i nine club could be a part of it just roger could be a part but of like it you, you guys would, could just watch on the sidelines but yeah,
0: like i was just saying though if it, man if, if anybody's just hitting you up what do you just send them a form to fill out and, and your bank routing number like how to like it seems no it's weird it's a
1: pain it's a pain in the ass truthfully yeah it, 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 it's a big process so for us because we can only accept accredited investors i'm just going to speak on them for right now sure 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 right Somebody reaches out to me and I'll usually set up a call yeah. so that they could do their due diligence because honestly they should, they shouldn't just blindly give us money. Of course. So we'll run them through what we do, what we've done, how the experience has been so far with investors mm-hmm. from that point, we'll send them our PPM, which is basically the Bible of our, you know, operation, right? They'll get an operating agreement. They'll have to have a CPA or a third party sign off that they're accredited. Mm hmm. And then once they sign an operating agreement, then their money gets routed into our escrow. And gotcha. then basically we have opportunity money moves from escrow into the fund. Money is then deployed into opportunity. And then the clock starts ticking on the return that we need to get for our investors.
0: Well, because that's the thing is if somebody invests today, they're not getting the return on what you guys are, have already put it down in the portfolio, right? You, all your assets.
1: Uh, yes and no. So if, Basically, we have what's called a preferred return. Uh So, if you give me money, I need to give you a certain return before I get to participate with you. Does that make sense? So, uh,
0: okay, yeah, keep going. So,
1: myself and my managers, right? We need to make money as well. Mm -hmm. So, in this, when when we make money, we get a percentage of the money we make. Right but we get it after the investor makes a certain percent. So right now we have an 8% preferred return. Okay. So you give me $100,000, right. right? I need to give you $8,000 every year I hold your money until I get to participate. And then everything over eight grand, then we have a split four. Oh. So the clock starts ticking the second I take your dollars. So if right. I don't give you 8% the first year, that accrues to the second year. If I don't do it the second year, moves over to the third. So the amount I have to give you just gets it, larger. Yeah, yeah. And look, I we we got to make money too, right? Of so course. that's that's what kind of puts us in a position of needing to get your return uh, and how that works.
3: Is this what you talk about on the other podcast? No, actually.
1: I love <laughs> that we're going more into the weeds uh, in the other <laughs> podcast. They they want to know more about like how I was a skateboarder and then basically got to financial freedom. It's more all about right. the financial freedom, what that means. Uh, and, and how people achieve it. But I did a podcast yesterday with two, uh, NFL players and one of them life after football and the other one was in it. So it's funny, man, really similar conversation of like, what did you invest in talking about lifestyle the whole time?
0: Listen, as athletes, man, I mean, there's, we hear about all the time, football player, basketball player, millions and millions and millions of dollars contract broke,
1: broke. So dude, the, the best thing is right. They have me on these podcasts, right? And they think pro skateboarders make like football money. Dude. So like they're talking <laughs> about it. I'm p- like, pleasant I'm surprise. Like, dog, we're skaters. Like what is, this is a conversation I asked him. So I'm like, what is the, the least amount of money you can make as a football player? And he goes, I don't know. Minimum's like five hundred grand a year. I'm like, five hundred grand a year. There's like four skateboarders that get that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Everyone else is below hundred grand. And he was like, Damn, you guys are grinding. You know?
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: so it, it's a different it's a different type of thing. But one thing they uh, struggle with that is similar to us is when it comes to investing, the sooner you start, the better. Right. Right. And dude kids don't want to hear about money. Like dude, the amount of followers I lose because I talk about money is insane. Yeah. Like kids just don't give a shit, sure. but it's like, they go through the same thing. It's like, how can we get the youth to, even if they don't care about money, put people in place that will actually set them up because mm. you're going to have such a big advantage if you start early. And it's the same thing with skaters, man. It's like no. new kids coming in, right? If we could take the new hot pro and be like, Hey dude, this is the window you have, right? maximize that time, start planning for what life looks like after so that when your transition happens, you're not punched in the face and trying to figure out how to get up. Mikey, set yourself up for it.
0: When I got my first paycheck as a skateboarder, nobody told me. Nobody told me to save my money because I'm going to owe taxes at the end of the year. Nobody told me I was an independent contractor, and you—that money is not taxed. Like nobody told me all this. They don't teach that in school. I know, but that's what I'm saying, though. It's like you know, I. This is my first business course I'm taking right now. You know what I mean? Truthfully,
1: I I do. Look, none of us had an example. Yeah. No, I'm with you, dude. None of us had an example. The only reason I did is because my dad basically was so scared about me being a pro skateboarder that he was like, you need to go talk to Randy and you need him to help you.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. If
1: it wasn't for Randy, dude, I'd be in the same boat. We didn't, yeah. we weren't able to watch what happened to pros after skateboarding. Right. Mm-hmm. I remember like, it just felt like they just fell off in the abyss. We're like what happened to this dude? And there was no sure. social media. So like we only saw example of, of a pro who was really good and then had a sick car yeah, but it's like we didn't hear about pros that, like, moved into the next thing and then, like, mm. succeeded unless it was, like, Dick or, Personally. you know, Sheckler where they went into, like – yeah, it's yeah. like there were a handful of guys, Public but eye. that didn't seem like uh, that was – an option for the most, of, for most of us, no, you know? Totally.
0: I mean, listen, if I just got a little course in like, Hey, this is save your money, save all your receipts, do your tech. Like you, you, here's a CPA that we, you, you know, not, none of that. I didn't get any of that, you know? And here I, I, uh, I mean, what, what, what are you like a 20 year old kid? Like you don't know nothing yeah, about that. That's shit. right.
1: That's right. That's right. A hundred percent. So dude, this is look like we, as far as how our business is, our business is investing, right? You know. That's, that's how we all make money. But, all of the content we create is all about education. It's basically everything that we didn't learn as skaters. That's mm-hmm. that's what we're building, right? right? Like you talked about being self-employed,
3: right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're taxed through our face, self-employed.
0: Oh, absolutely. Right.
1: We're like searching for write-offs that just don't do it. Yeah. So how do you put yourself from self-employed into business owner and an investor where now we're actually keeping our money, right? We didn't have that. So it's like, that's, that's all the content we're talking about, but you hit a certain point where you start paying attention, right? Like yeah. if I spoke to Chris Roberts when he was doing Nolly Nose Grinds for Listen, are you giving a shit about <laughs> deferring <laughs> taxes? No.
0: Probably not. No. 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 I just want to save money. I just want to have money.
1: That's right. But Chris Roberts doing Nine Club and this new kind of uh, brand he's created. Okay, how does this work? Well, you I, also... Okay, I mean, go ahead. No, I'm just saying like this is how it goes. Well,
0: you get to a certain age where you want yeah. to have... You know, listen, we talk about like selling out in skateboarding all the time, you know? Like, oh, a yeah. personal monster, blah, blah, blah. Listen, man, this person's planning for their future, you know? Yeah. Like, they're, this person needs to buy a high, Like, it's such a weird, like, stigma, you know? Where it's yeah. like, no, you can't have money.
2: Because skateboarding is taken by kids.
0: Uh, it's, I I mean, it's true. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I guess you're right. That's right, fucking uh, 15-year-olds on fucking stop message board just talking shit. <laughs> i mean that's true too but it's just so yeah. weird you know it's like man like i i you get you reach a certain age where you're like okay i need to pay rent i need to pay power i, need to pay <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I got i got stuff to do yeah. i got stuff yeah. to do and if i don't yeah. pay it i'm gonna be living out here with the guys in the tents
1: i hear you I, I, and, and i think the hardest thing for me right is like we learn such good qualities being skateboarders that work very well for investing right like dude we don't need much we can live off nothing we're disciplined, mm-hmm. we're resilient. Like, dude, those are such good qualities when it comes to, I'm going to put this money to the side yep. and I'm not going to go out and I'm just going to focus on skateboarding. Mm-hmm. But we just need the, the switch to happen where you're, you're 19, 20, 21 going, oh, okay, I'm going to pay attention to this.
2: Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yep. So
1: this is, this is what I think. You tell me if I'm wrong, go ahead. right? You start getting into your thirties and you're starting to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody at 25 will listen to what we're saying right now, but I don't think I'm ever going to be able to take the message I'm saying now and reach the 17 year old. I need to reach the 25, 26. And then the person who's 17, if this person starts doing it and talking about it, then they might be influenced by it. But, uh, I'm, I think it makes sense. No, it it makes sense. But I also
0: think that it's never too late. Right. I mean, like,
1: no, it's not, let's
0: get it right.
1: It's never too late. And I think that the other thing is like, we have this idea that you have to be a millionaire and make a shitload of money to be financially free. It's right. not the case. Right. It really comes down to discipline and consistency. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's why I think skaters could be so good at it, man. It's like that's all it takes.
0: Man, it just it just bummed me out growing up skating, just the money side of it because I always felt like the just the government was there to like keep you down. Like you 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 make this money throughout the year and boom, they want it back. And then you start all the way over again at zero. And then you build, 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 and then boom, they want it back. And then you're at zero again. And then you build year after year, you know? And I was so, always like, man, this sucks, man. They built oh, the system. And I got to spend money to save money. Yeah, okay, I got to so, buy a new TV, you know? Okay, like,
1: so I, I, I grew up thinking the same thing, right? right. Uh, did you feel like when you hear about people that like weren't paying any taxes, did you feel like they were scamming the system or they had some shady thing going on?
0: Yeah, no, I never thought that they were scamming anybody.
1: I oh, just, thought, just that,
0: thought, that was, I thought that it was like, oh god, oh, that's that guy's so gonna, though. yeah, that, that guy's gonna be kind of fucked. Okay, that's later, th- you know, th-
1: th- that's what I mean. Same yeah. Thing, okay. Right? Yeah. So, and I think this could be interesting. It Was interesting for me <laughs> when you start learning about the tax code, it changes your perspective on what you think the government is after when it comes to taxes, mm. right? Like we think the government raises taxes because they want our income, right? They just want our money for the government to run. But when you look at the tax code, right, 95% of the tax code is built for incentives. Only 5% is built to actually raise income for them, right? Mm. And what they're trying to do is tell all of us, hey, we want your money invested here because that's going to increase our economy. They're trying to give you a roadmap on things that are going to improve the economy, right? And they give you incentives based on that. So if you start learning the tax code, you realize, oh, Government wants me to put my money here. I'm going to put it here. Then they're going to give me incentive, and now all of a sudden I'm not paying taxes.
0: You're talking about like like IRAs and Roth IRAs and different things like that, uh, right? I, I, I,
1: I, IRAs and Roth IRAs are a little bit different. That's uh, that's what's called tax deferral bonds. So, what do you
0: like, what exactly are you talking about?
1: No, for example, like well, let's use real estate for an example, yeah. right? The government wants you to invest into housing. Okay. They want investors to come in and build more homes for people to live in, mm. and When you do that, they give you all these incentives. And for example, with real estate, right? We've all heard how you can depreciate real estate.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Well, think about that. You're depreciating real estate, but real estate appreciates in value. So it's what's called a phantom expense, right? It's an expense that you're showing that you're not taking any money out of your pocket to pay for right?
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: So you can have a cash flow positive building, which means you have an investment that's paying you money every month but you're showing a loss. So you're making money and not paying taxes on the money you're making. Right. So the government gives you write-offs inside of real estate that will make it so that you don't need to pay taxes. And they do that because they want you to invest into housing. Same thing applies for energy. There's all these components of investing that that the government wants you to put dollars into
0: yeah but my cpa is not telling me all this shit, you know so that's
1: a so that's another misunderstanding cpas are not tax strategists they're two different things cpas are there just to file your taxes right they're not there to go chris all right we're gonna build out a strategy for you and we're gonna put all of your dollars in these investments because we're thinking post dollar returns that's not what they're there for for anyone listening, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the fuck, my what the hell is my CPA doing? God damn it! For
1: an, anyone listening, right? If, if you're kind of intrigued by this, read the book "Tax Free Wealth." It, it for me, it was like, pff, what the hell did I just listen to? Because I thought a CPA was there to help me be tax efficient as well. Exactly. That's just not their—that's just not their job.
0: But so, how does huh. a, how does a normal just person that's living paycheck to paycheck and paying all these taxes? How are how is a just a normal person supposed to? Uh, accomplish this and, and invest Wait. in real estate and do all the stuff that you're talking about. It almost seems impossible.
1: Well, it is isn't. it isn't, right? If they don't know,
3: then it's completely impossible.
0: Yeah. I'm busy skateboarding, bro. I don't need, I can't look into all this stuff. Well, that's what th- th-
3: the problems it, with skateboarders are is that we just forget about anything else going on in the world and we just do whatever we want. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It don't worry. If yeah. we make money or don't make money, we don't care. Literally. Yeah, because we just want to skate, yeah, right? That's, mm-hmm, it. that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mike, yeah, this that, is very, it, inf- I'm, I'm listening. I'm learning right now. No, no, it is interesting. It is. Yeah.
1: You know what? And and look, and, and I'll be the the next, this is going to be the next thing I say. I don't love money. This is, it's not like a, I'm just worshiping money. I just think it's interesting that we spend so much time making it and then we don't get to keep it. And then we don't get to grow it. Yeah. That's That
0: was my whole thing. Yeah. Throughout these years was like starting at zero every year after taxes.
1: That's right. Do my first year, and it wasn't that much money, but Kareem negotiated my S deal, right? I got 2,500 bucks a month. Yeah. I'm big chilling,
3: right? Yeah. <laughs> big. I, chill. save,
1: I, I save my money. I'm living like, you know, pretty modestly. End of the year comes, my entire savings wiped out, gone. Yes. I have zero money. Yes. Right? And that's when it was, what the hell is this? I don't like this. And then Randy <laughs> came into my life and then it changed. God,
0: I wish I had a Randy in my life, man. <laughs> Jesus, man. I, I, because at look, the end of like Kelly, we were just, like, we f- think that the CPA is yeah. there to help us save as much money okay. as possible.
1: Yeah. You ready for this one? This one kind of sucks oh, too.
0: God. Okay. Uh,
1: most financial advisors, and I say most, not yeah. all, are, are not there to, to build financial freedom for you as well.
0: What are they there for?
1: Uh, truthfully, a lot of them are there just to sell you product. Okay. Unfortunately. Right, right, right. That's not all of them. They're like, for me, for example, Randy's a financial advisor. I was blessed to have somebody who actually built a business and knew how to generate wealth and also manage a private equity division, right? Mm. That side's rare. So Mm. those guys are out there. I I guess with all that said, when you're putting people in charge of managing your money, you need to qualify the shit out of them and pay attention, right? It's like, we, truthfully, like, yeah, we skated. So it didn't feel like we were working hard for money but everybody else works their ass off for money. Right. Yeah. And so we put in all that work and then we just blindly give our money to somebody and go, Oh, you got this. You yeah, can't yeah. do that. You you gotta really interrogate these guys and educate yourself through the process so like you know they're doing a good job
0: <sighs> it's so interesting man it's really interesting it's what it mind. all
1: comes down to dog is at school just i don't know why and that would be more of like think the conspiracy side but dude school just doesn't tell us these things they don't show us how to do this
3: is that weird it's you know? super weird almost yeah no, tell
1: you. roger what's a, i know you're into the conspiracy theories what's the <laughs> newest one <laughs> uh. What are they after us for, dog? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no clue what they want. No, but it's true, man. Why don't they teach me that in school? You know, why am I learning? I don't learn- want you to know that. Why am I learning about fucking the 1800s? Like, I don't care about the 1800s. Yeah. It,
1: so, you know what I mean? I do. Like, so I'm not learn, like, I do. Past, so. I, do. I
0: do. You know what I'm saying?
1: I do. I, I didn't care back then. Uh, I, I care more now, but I, I, I totally hear what
0: you're saying 100%. I'm me. just using that as an mm-hmm. example. You know, it's like, why not? Like, why not teach kids how to survive and, you know, work towards financial freedom?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think it's the first time I've used that word on the podcast, financial freedom. (laughs) Look at us,
1: dude. (laughs) Look, man, we're defying odds here.
0: No, it's great. It's great. And I think, you know, listen, man, I think a lot, of, I think what you're doing is great. I think you found your path. I think you found your, your calling, you know, so to speak. But uh, I think a lot of skaters, you know, they need to hear stuff like this, man. It's, it's not a, to, huh? They need to learn it. They need to learn it, yeah. dude. And uh, sitting here right now, like I think I've learned a lot through the years, but I, there's so much more to learn. And uh, man, I wish I, I wish a 20 year old me had these conversations with somebody or somebody telling me Hey, this is what you kind of need to do. You gonna go fire your CPA now?
1: No, don't <laughs> file your CPA. You just need a, you just need a tax strategist. You just need right. another guy on your team, right? Right.
0: Uh, but to another some, to a, a normal person though, that's another another cost. It's another it, sum I gotta give money to. You know.
1: I, I I totally agree. But if they're making you money, then uh, right. that cost is worth it.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. But you know what I'm saying though, the mindset.
1: Yeah, I, I I totally get it, a hundred percent. So what, so what's yeah, interesting?
3: Go ahead, Kyle. Uh, I was going to say, what advice would you give any skaters coming up right now for anything like like I mean, that's a crazy one to be honest. This is a wild yeah, I, wild west these days in the skateboard world. It,
1: it's funny, man. There, it, you asked me that, and I actually go straight towards like, how do they make more money? Because you need to make money first, yeah, right. And I think that's the good thing about this time. It's like there's less control from a company standpoint on skaters. Like skaters definitely have the ability now to build their own brand, make their own money, and ultimately do this as long as they want. Where when we were kids, we didn't have that option, right? So, you know, there's that side. I would say from like the investment side, dude, something as simple as not not bringing your lifestyle up as you make more money is mm. going to be massive, Like uh. right? It's so easy to do. We start making more money. And also, money. we start spending right? Yeah, money, of course. Want right? the yeah. gold chain. That's right. But what is incredibly hard to do is to bring that lifestyle down,
2: right? right. Easy to go
1: up, hard to bring down. So, maintaining lifestyle is, is one thing. Two, it's like, dude, preparing for unexpected issues, right? Building an emergency fund, which is, I think, ideally covering six months of expenses, right? Something happens, you have enough cash to support you for six months for you to get back on your feet. Right. And at that point, it's like, dude, what do you invest in? To bring income in every single month that you don't have to work at
2: right, right? Right, right
1: and then just slowly build that to a point where it covers your lifestyle and it doesn't happen overnight it's a shitload of work it really is but dude you spend five grand a month over 15 years all of a sudden you have five grand of, of passive income coming in dude that's a massive blessing sure you know? yeah,
3: yeah i think escape skateboarders when Seeing it like, or even you just make a little bit of money, you just start spending that shit. Oh yeah, yeah. you spend,
0: you make, make, make make money, you spend. It's funny
3: that the more money you make, you start to understand like, okay, I gotta chill. I mean, some people think that way. I don't know. We don't, you don't know how many people have
0: sit sat in this chair and oh, cars and watches, like they just spend frivolously.
1: Yeah, and then I think another thing too for the guys who are savers, right? Yeah, you can't just save either. Right. You have to save the money so that you have cash to put into investments. But saving money, you're losing money. Right. You can't even keep up with inflation. All right. Especially now. So you have to get your money to work so that it's growing and bringing you in money. A lump sum of money does nothing for you because career is going to end. You're not going to change your lifestyle. You're going to start spending that money. And it's going to be gone. To be and gone. once it's gone, then you're going to be forced to action, right? It's just how we
0: are. You need to send those soldiers out to war and have them bring back more.
1: Dude, that's
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: here's a question. I just thought of this. It's huh. interesting. Tony Hawk never answered it for me. But Tony Hawk, he sits down at lunch and he gets a $4 million check for, this, for his first big check for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. He talked about it on our show. I asked him how much money he made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he told me that. What does Tony Hawk do with that 4 million dollar check? Does he take it to Bank of America and put it in the ATM? What does somebody do with a 4 million dollar check? Do you oh, know man. what uh, does somebody do?
1: What, truthfully, the uh only time I've received uh over a million dollar <laughs> check was done through a wire it went straight into my account.
0: It's I've straight never into your, had,
1: Okay. It went yeah, it went from uh one escrow into uh my bank. Account. It's got to be
0: St. Archer, right? That was St. Archer. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you don't know what, you don't know what somebody does with a check like that. It's, I, I'm I've so nev- curious.
1: I never received a million dollar check as a skateboarder.
0: <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. Shit. <laughs>
1: yeah. Shit. So, no. and then how, you know, how our fun works. It's all, it's all routed. It's all gotcha. wired.
3: when you brought the thing up about like saving money. Cause now I'm actually, I can make money now. I could save it, which I'm very happy to do. It's when there I made. no money, no money skating, but after skateboarding is when sure. it started to work out, which is great. But yeah, yeah, I don't know what to do with that money that I'm saving. That's where I'm like looking into things, but I'm still, it's hard for me to, to make that first yeah, step. You don't to, know. I don't know what I'm doing. It's
1: tough. But okay, I, so w- this is what I'm going to say because it, it, it hit me up after this so we could actually talk about it. But yeah. basically, what it comes down to for anybody listening, and this can kind of be more of a broad stroke play at it, but you want to be out of debt,
2: hmm.
1: right? You don't want to be in debt. Cancel your debt. That's an automatic return. Build an emergency fund. So six months of expenses, if you can get to 12, great. And then everything you invest in after that point is based on your goals, right? You're going to have short-term goals and you're going to have long-term goals. If a short-term goal for you is I want to buy a house, well, you're not going to put your money in long-term investments that you can't pull from. Right. And the money that you're going to have that's, that you want accessible You don't want to put that at great risk because you're going to be making a purchase soon. Mm -hmm. If you have long-term goals where you're like, okay, I want to basically retire by the time I'm 55. I want a college fund for my kids, whatever it is. Then you start looking at, okay, what long-term investments can I invest in? If you want tax deferred, then you can go Roth IRA. You can have some in the stocks. You can have alternatives, which would be real estate, et cetera. Mm. But you have to have the goals set first. And so, typically, we don't pick our goals. We just say, "What am I investing in?" Yeah. And without your goal set, you don't even know what investments will lead you towards those goals. Wow, Kelly. But you can hit me, dude. Hit, you can hit me up after. We can go through
3: more. more that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah for bars. sure. Love to, man.
0: Wow, Kelly, you invest in the Nine Club, and I have we can pay you. I've your invested check. a
3: lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay,
1: boys. Boys, this is a big one. Boys, this is a big one. I'm going to hit you with this. Go one.
0: ahead. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: the greatest return you will ever get is when you invest in yourself. So all of you guys should be looking at this going nine club is what we're doing right now. It's where we're putting all of our energy. Mm -hmm. This is where I'm going to invest because it's going to produce the greatest return down the road. So do not abandon this at all.
0: No, 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 we're not abandoning. Listen, as you know, I mean listen, you started a podcast. You started a podcast yeah. and brutal. You, <laughs> that's the word I was it's brutal, dude. It is yeah, a, a grind. And I've yeah. seen so many podcasts come in skateboarding kind of start up and disappear. Start up and di- because it, and we're stoked when they start up. You know we're like oh yeah. fuck yeah another podcast. like Cream Campbell has a new podcast right now. I hope it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I
3: hope it goes I up. Saw that. Yeah. I hope it goes yeah. up. But yes. it, in yeah. reality
0: you it's brutal work. It's, it's, grind. Brutal. it's yeah, grind. It's a grind, man. It's brutal. You know? It's br-
1: especially when when we're, we all have work that we're doing yeah and the podcast is the thing we're doing on the side it's hard
0: it's tough dude yeah my hat
1: goes off to you guys thank you bro you guys do a phenomenal job well at the end of the
0: day it is fun it is fun it's i think it's a passion you know and we've we've built this thing up so far and also it's like it's the following too it's our community you know our community keeps us going as well man because we have such a strong i hate the word fans you know but we have such a strong community behind us that that, that, it really keeps us going
3: and I say 100% 100%. when you said like invest in yourselves Mm -hmm. what I've seen Roger and Chris do with this is that they put the money that we've made from this back into the show and keep it going yeah I mean since you've been here since the last time you would trip on the way this place looks So I love it. It's like this place is built out. So
0: computers, screens, we have all kinds of everything. everything.
1: Look guys, there's going to be people listening. that are going to be freaked out by this, but I would have come and seen you guys in person, man. I would love to be there.
0: And you know what? Here's the thing though, is we have this stop and chat show now. And that's what we, this is what we've always wanted was to have people come back. And so this this the whole thing that we're going through right now created this stop and chat show. And so when we we could have people come back in the studio, we'd love to have you back four or five times, dude. Come back anytime you want.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah, I love you guys. You guys doing it? I love you, man. So great. I'm
0: stoked because you are actually doing it, and you're you're just passionate, man. And you've always had a good attitude. You know, you've always just been you know smiley, happy. Like ever since I've known you, man. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. that. We're going to say it's not I true, do. but No, 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 no. 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 I wasn't say not.
1: No, no, I was just going to say I I've been fortunate that with both things I've done, mm-hmm. uh, I felt like it was what I was supposed to be doing, which right. brought out just enjoyment.
0: Yeah, man. And you, you know? found you so found I another feel- path, which is amazing. Sick.
1: Yeah. I'm, th- you, I'm thankful for
0: it. Do you think having a family, cause you've been, you've been married how long?
1: We just celebrated our 10 year anniversary. Wow,
0: 10 congrats. years. Do you think yeah, having, you. do you think having, and how old is your oldest daughter? If I don't mind, if you don't mind, me asking? she'll be,
1: she'll be eight next month.
0: Okay. Do you think that having a family accelerated your passion and, and wanting to get into the business end of it? You see what I'm saying?
1: You know, I, I I'd like to say yes, but it it
0: would be a lie, truthfully. No no matter what, you would still be.
1: No, well, the hard part is like you tell yourself, like, I'm gonna get into business, I'm gonna make all this money and I'm gonna provide for my family, Mm -hmm. right? what that means is I'm going to go spend all of my time building a business and not spend time with my family. Right. And a lot of, a
0: a lot of marriages and relationships end because of that, mm -hmm. the the, the husband or wife spends more time on the business.
1: That's totally right. So basically what I've learned is, yes, I have to have a business to provide for my family, Mm -hmm. but I do enjoy it as well. So there is a selfish element to it. But, I need to pay as much attention to my wife and my kids as I do my business. And if I ever put more attention towards the business, my marriage and me as a father is challenged. And if I ever put too much attention towards them and not the business, then the business fails. So it's a a balance between the
0: two. Totally.
1: Yeah. But, uh, I think being a husband and father are harder for
3: sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard
0: work. <laughs> Listen, I
3: we have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I have a
0: cat, and that's hard enough. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, hard enough. Listen, it's hard work. It's hard work. I know that you have to run. You have other things to do. Um, but I wanted to ask you, man, because w- I want to talk about skating one more time, dude. We haven't. Uh, Please. Uh, old shoes, new board, new board, old shoes.
3: Oh, this is a great question for him.
0: I know. Well, Uh, listen, not, not now, because I know you're running the vans for six months, but, uh,
1: I can, no, no, no. This is when I was skating at my max, the same rule, right? Same rule. I can do old shoes with new boards all day long.
3: Old
0: shoes, new board. I feel that all day long. Gotcha. I
1: cannot do new shoes with an old board. Cannot happen. What
0: about new shoes, new board? That can happen. What would you rather, what would you prefer?
1: I would prefer in an ideal situation three day old shoes with a brand new board.
0: <laughs> three day old shoes, skating in them, or just walking around in them, and breaking them in a little bit.
1: Three days skating. This is how I okay. had it, right? Boys, boys, boys.
2: <laughs> three days,
1: three days skating uh, in them, right? Yeah. Would give me four perfect days after that because my shoes would last a week. Gotcha. And I would have three new skateboards in that interim.
0: Three boards in a week.
1: Oh yeah, dude. 12 <laughs> skateboards a month, easy. What? Wow.
0: Okay. Look, I don't look, think I've ever, look, listen, man, if uh, listen, we, we are with product, we're spoiled skaters. You know, we can get anything we want, you know? So yeah, we we should have the best stuff. I don't think I've ever done three boards in a week unless they broke uh, or I focused them or something.
1: Oh, dude, I, I've done three boards in a day out of anger. It, it, look.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but was there a certain nice. thing about the board that like if
3: you didn't snap or you didn't do a trick and didn't work right, you were just over it? Was there something like that? Well,
1: there was two components of it. There was one, I didn't know how to control my emotions when I was younger. There was that part mm-hmm. where I was just I was aving these things or Carry gets these things, right? <laughs> uh, towards the end, once I started, you know, keeping it at bay, I was just trying to find comfort, dog. That was it. It's like, how am I trying to jump down handrails and feeling shaky? So the new board would automatically give me comfort, right? Or perceived comfort, which would turn into confidence.
0: No, it's absolutely true. New product. I mean, it feels good. It feels great. Yeah. You know, you you look down at your shoes. You look down at your board. they like drive a new car. Yeah.
1: That's right. It's why I used to do all the betting.
0: Oh, Remember You the, do all the. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that
3: was fun.
1: It's just I needed whatever it took to get myself to do the damn trick. If it had to be a new board, if it had to be, you know, three-day-old shoes always, if it had to be a hundred bucks, it it just get me to the trick. (laughs) Uh, Uh,
3: I did that a lot, too, and I would always say crazy things. I'd be like, if I don't land it right here. We we go mental, though. It's just like whatever. You say something nuts, all right? I owe you you $400 if I don't land it, right? You're like, all right, cool. Well, because skateboarding (laughs) is the most
0: mental thing we could possibly do.
3: And none of you ever
1: pay.
0: Oh, no. yeah,
1: well, so maybe Mikey. Ke, uh, Kel, no, Kelly and I share that comment. We talk crazy shit and never pay up. Yeah, yeah. out <laughs> totally. And so, Mikey, you may owe is, Kelly like,
0: a lot of money right now. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I, I might. And you know what's funny? I get DMs, or I don't get them as much, but I used to get them. Hey, dude, for somebody that used to bet all the time, I don't know if it's safe that you're in the investment. World, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Oh, and I always have to tell like, no, no, look, I had a mental issue. I just had to right.
0: do
2: whatever
1: it took to get my mind there with investing. I'm actually super conservative. They're like, okay, we'll see. <laughs>
0: I like that. <laughs> next next meeting with your investors, man. You, I, I'd love to well, be you know a fly on the wall, bro.
1: Yeah. I would love for you to be. No, I, I would love
0: to. I, I just like it, man. I like it. I think there needs to be kind of more people like yourself in this kind of you know, just kind of educating skaters and, and talking yeah. about it. You well, know,
3: I think you've been the first one to really watch. Like, if I can think of, like the, the first skateboarder oh, yeah. I've seen go from being a pro skateboarder into this new thing, mm-hmm. and watching it, and you giving advice for right. people like me and the younger kids. I've who else has done that?
0: Not really. No, I can not really. think of anybody.
3: Well, you know
1: what? I, I think I was, I was given an opportunity that my career ended at the time of social media. Right. Mm-hmm. So remember, dude, we just didn't have this option when we were young. It's true. Right. So there was that. And then too, it's like, dude, I recognized that I was in a unique situation that was different than probably the majority of my friends were going to go through. Right. So it's like coming from skating, it's like, dude, we're all about community. It's all about all of us together. Right. When we go film tricks, if I just got a trick and no one else did, that was a fail. Right. We all want to win. So it's like, when this thing happened for me, like, I didn't want to be the only one on this side. Mm -hmm. It was isolating. Yeah. So it was like, I I felt like I had an opportunity to like, maybe try to give back to the community that put me in this position to begin with. Mm -hmm. So that's more, more, I guess, just me having the opportunity to do it. And uh, shit, man, I'm just hoping that I can say it loud enough to where a couple other guys will pick it up. And then they'll carry the torch to maybe the next four. And then you know, 20 years from now, we don't even have this position. Maybe all skaters are good after their career ends. Yeah.
3: I think it's just, it's different now, the way that we're looking, the pros are looking at skateboarding, that we're trying to make money off these companies when skateboarders can make their own money off themselves. That's, YouTube. That's right. And oh, yeah, And it's like, hey guys, right. start to, I know it sounds weird, but start looking at different, dude.
0: You know what I mean? Well, there was such a uh, weird stigma in the skateboarding industry about YouTube and, and doing stuff for right. yourself, putting yourself out there a certain way. You know, we, we didn't grow up in that era.
1: That's right. Hey guys, I know you gotta uh, I, go. I do have to get to this dinner, but I want to tell you I absolutely love you guys. Thank you oh, for having me. You're the best, on. dude.
0: Are you sure it's uh, a, it's, are you sure you're not d- ditching us for another podcast?
1: <laughs>
2: no, I'm not. I actually uh it's dinner with No,
1: no I I we, I have a dinner with my partners uh, okay. and then we have kind of a business development meeting after. Dude. Otherwise, if it wasn't them, I promise you guys I would be flaking for sure dude. (laughs) do your thing dude hey
0: we're just stoked that you stopped by and chatted with us man it's so good to see you and i'm so stoked you're doing well and listen i'd love to continue this conversation off camera and on camera come back on anytime you want bro
1: guys you guys let me know when i'll be here uh anytime and uh 100
0: mikey taylor thank you mikey taylor
1: boys
3: love you guys seriously love you guys you're the best bro